This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, Percy. Hey, there, Coach. How you doing? Good. How are you? Hanging in, hanging on. No, me. Hanging in, hanging on. Hey, uh, did this extra time, was this a good thing? You know, you know, so like this extra time here that I'm just wondering, like, as you guys, as coaches, how do you sort of navigate, you know, this whole deal when you have a game, then it goes away, and do you think of it as a blessing that, all right, you know, we get to go back to the to the lab here and get some more things going? Or do you think, all right, it's a disruption. We would love to get back out there to play. How do you look at it? I look at it as, uh, you know, just another day to get better and, uh, and grow. And so, you know, obviously we were disappointed that we lost a game uh, to play against Arizona State. Uh, but, you know, that, not playing that game gave us a couple of days to have really good practices and, and try to get better. And so both are used, you know, to our advantage. But with our guys, we tell them all the time, you got to be ready for anything. And then how do you plan to handle these next four games here? Are, are, um, is it the plan to just go to California to stay for a while, or do you plan to go sort of back and forth? You know, Percy, right now we're scheduled to go down and go back. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's, that's how we're, we're, we're scheduled to go down, play the two, and then come back. Okay. All right, Coach. Thank you. Thank you. All right. All right, Lauren. Go ahead, Lauren. Hi, Hop. How are you? Hey, Lauren. Uh, so as you look back I'm on that Arizona game, what kind of stood out to you about that performance that you kind of worked on with these extra days you ended up I having? just felt like, you know, rebounding. Obviously, they they were the aggressor. Um, and we've got to rebound the ball better. Um, you know, I think the the bottom line is just a basic stat is we're 72nd in Ken Palm in defensive efficiency. And we're 333, I think, in defensive rebounding. Uh, so we're giving up 14 and a half offense rebounds a game. If we can hold that to nine, you know, eight, nine uh, offense rebounds a game, you're going to, you know, right now, statistically, we'd be in the top 40 defensive teams in the country. And then on top of that, now you're in transition. And so defensive rebounding has to be a major focus as we move forward. Um, and, uh, you know, that's how that's so going back on that Arizona game, I just felt like we got them to miss, um, but we couldn't retain rebounds and then on top of that we couldn't make an open shot and uh so defense rebounding three-point shooting uh two key factors that you know for us to win and be successful those have to both get better and defensively I know you've talked about that you wanting that to be kind of the foundation for you guys what have you seen from this team defensively and and what do you think needs the most improvement on that end oh I think rebound I mean we're making we're forcing a miss we're still not defending the three-point line great uh in two of our losses uh, against Montana and Oregon, we, we gave up late second half threes. 
and where we, we, we defended the line pretty good for the most of the game. Um, so I, I feel like, you know, closing out games in closed games, when you need to get a stop, we need to be better at that uh, for sure. And, um, um, you know, percentage wise is one thing, getting better and understand his own better and not, we're not creating as many turnovers as, as we have had in the past. And that's, that's, in my opinion, a little bit more activity, active hands and, and positioning. A lot of times we've been out of position and those are things that we work on. Not only drill it, but we try to simulate it just like in a game situation. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Lauren. Hey, Hop. Hey, Chris. Hey, I'm just curious. You were talking about defending the three, and I know at the Arizona game you guys started out in man. Is there a situation where was that just due to game plan, or is that something you're actually thinking more about? Well, what we were trying to do is, is you know, unfortunately, you know, one of the things was to stop Baker uh, from shooting threes and uh, James Akinjo, and they made, I think, three of their first four threes. Uh, so now it comes back to, you You know, whatever our game plan is, we've got to execute better. We've got to be more aware, uh, those types of things. Um, but, you know, we're going to try to find different things, a little bit of man, uh, a little bit of junk, uh, you know, to try to take the rhythm of the other team out. That's all we're trying to do when teams get really comfortable in what you're doing. Um, you know, you, you, you know, just give them a little bit of a curveball, throw them something that, that takes them out of rhythm. That's what we were trying to do. Didn't work great, but we tried. Also real quick, just, um, you know, I know you guys have already played at Utah, but this is kind of the first true road swing conference and all that being road dogs, given your situation right now, that I know that sometimes can be a situation where you can solidify kind of rally. And is this coming a good time in that way? You know what, uh, Chris, um, gosh, I don't know how to answer that. Uh, you know, every game is just a new opportunity, home, road. Um, uh, you just, it's another opportunity and a lot of uncertainty. Uh, but, you, you, you know, you just got to go and you got to play. And we just want to play better basketball. You know, that, that's, that's, that's what, what we're looking for. We're looking at better execution offensively and defensively. We're looking at less uh, bad shots, you know, where, where we improved. And, and then what we see in practice, can that translate to the game? And sometimes it has, sometimes it hasn't. And now it goes back to the consistency. So uh, home or away, it's just another opportunity to play a really good team. Um, and, uh, you know, if we can, you know, look for a better execution on both ends, you know, that would, that would be a win for us for sure. Uh, last one for me. I just, uh, I think I know the answer to this already because you guys haven't reported it, but there was a report out there that there's a kid that's supposedly going to enroll be on campus in a week. It's the reason I would ask, but is there a comment on that or are yeah, you allowed well, to? Yeah. Dominic uh, Penn. Okay. Uh, his father, Scooney Penn, who was an all American at Ohio state. He's an assistant with the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, Dominic is a, uh, uh, a guard uh, that was at prep school. Um, uh, who's a, you know, really talented, high character kid can shoot it. Uh, got good upside. Uh, he'll be enrolling uh, in the winter quarter for sure. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Hop. Oh, you're welcome. Hey, Hop. Your uh, mask kind of gives you the Hannibal Lecter look, by the way. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, just wanted to um, 
ask, you know, when things aren't going um, as well as you want, sometimes team building events and things that you can do really help pull the team together. But in these times, it's just kind of difficult. What are you able to do with the team to try to get that togetherness and try to overcome some of this stuff? You know, it's pretty hard. Um, even with meals, you, you know, you're, you're taking your meal and you're going to your room. Uh, even on the road, you have single, you don't have, you know, roommates. Um, everybody's going back solo and obviously reasons, obviously for safety reasons. And so it's, it's been, a, it's been a challenge. You know, we, uh, over the holidays, we had the wiffle ball uh, game, uh, which was good. Uh, but there's very little thing, you know, there's, there's very little opportunities to, to do that other than when you practice and, you know, the biggest thing is we've been trying to do some more individual stuff, uh, get some shots in the afternoon and then come back and, you know, have shorter practices, but more player development, more shots. Uh, so we have high energy for that hour, hour and a half that we go over our game plan and, uh, you know, defensive responsibilities. But in terms of team building, very, very difficult, uh, you know, in today's t- you know day and age and the, the world that we're living in right now. Almost non-existent. All right, do you want to say anything about Hey, Hop. You know, speaking on um, defensive rebounding, I know you guys run some of those guard-heavy sets just based on your personnel. But um, you know, how do you want to see your team execute defensive rebounding better? What do you need to see from them? Is it just more bodies on the boards, or is it what? What are you looking for? It's a Andy. It's a great question. You know, the zone has always been. It's it's not a great defensive rebounding defense. Let's just call it what it is. Um, But it's a mindset and I really believe where focus goes, energy grows. Right. And so it's one of the things that we're just going to focus on on day-to-day basis. It's five guys, you know, getting on the glass, uh, coming back. Um, we're going to go, we go over basic uh, rotations because they're different than in man-to-man in, in terms of our zone, uh, putting, uh, you know, where are most shots, where are they getting the offense rebound again against our zone and, 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 just hammering that over and over against us when teams shoot a lot of threes and we're trying to defend it, which there's going to be misses, they're long rebounds. And so our guards are going to have to rebound better. And it's just a focus, it's film and it's uh, understanding. Uh, and then we got to hold them accountable to it. Definitely makes sense. And um, one other thing, you know, going down to Stanford, you got a team with guys like Zaire Williams and um, Oscar De Silva, you know, when teams, ha- when you're going up against teams that have, you know, veritable college stars how do you approach that from a defensive standpoint well the biggest thing is is like in any good defense man-to-man or zone I mean any good defense is basically saying okay we're going to try to limit uh, you know great score score but how do you limit their percentages right and uh, you know how do you make it difficult for them to score and so you know we'll have a game plan designed to you know the zone's not just you know guys in the infield of a ba- little league baseball team saying hey I know players talk I, I, all the time about they, you know they don't pay attention to social media sorry yeah. about that sorry but anyway it goes back to just um you know understanding uh what was the guy last Oh yeah, De Silva. I mean, he's he's gonna they're gonna put him in the high post. We've got to defend it. Try to keep it out of there. Uh, you could see a little bit of wrinkle defensively in terms of what we can do. Great players usually find ways to score. You got to limit their percentages uh, and make it difficult. Zaire Williams, I coached him in the 19 and under team, uh, gold medal team. He's an exceptional player, talent. Um, you know, they've got a. You know, I saw him earlier in the year. I thought they had the most talent, one of the best teams in the league. 
they've been hit by COVID harder than anybody, I think, in the country. Uh, so I give Jared Haas a lot of credit, not even be able to play at home. Uh, but they got a lot of talent. They got an experienced team. Uh, it'll, be a, it'll be a hell of a challenge. But the biggest thing is, is how do we make it difficult to where they try to attack us? And I'm not going to give you that right now. Uh, but, uh, you know, make it very difficult for the, the guys that score, obviously. Thanks, Hop. You're welcome. We'll be right back with Nate Roberts. All right, guys. Hey, Nate. How are you doing? Um, so I'm just wondering, I mean, with a tough start to the season, what do you put on yourself as kind of a leader of this group to kind of keep the confidence up and keep you guys focused? I think the biggest thing for me, uh, being able to lead by example and also vocally, I think just seeing a guy who comes in every day and doesn't complain about, you know, the tough times and, you know, continues to put her head down and grind and, you know, give my best effort day in and day out. I think, you know, that feeds, that feeds off. Uh, positive energy and also just being encouraging, uh, letting the guys know that we're going to be okay. Um, I know times is rough right now, but we're going to be okay. It's a long season. We got a long way to go and we still got a lot of learning to do with a, a very fresh team. So just trying to be that role and, and learn my role as a leader of this team. So. And looking back on the Arizona game, obviously you guys had that big long break before then. Was it disappointing to you that you weren't able to kind of put the things together that you worked on in that game? Uh, I think the biggest disappointing part was the loss and knowing that we did prepare as much as we could for that game. I think just came down to executing the game plan fully for the whole 40 minutes. I think that was part of the disappointing part. But I think us prep, prep, prepping for that game was, uh, you know, it was productive. We just had to, you know, we got hit with adversity and we didn't get to come back from it. So I think those were the major disappointing factors of it. All right. Thanks, Nate. Mm-hmm. Percy, go ahead, Percy. Hey, Nate, thanks for doing this. Hey, um, there was uh, like a four-game stretch there um, early in the season where um, it was really going well for you. I don't have the stats in front of me, but, uh, you know, like, um, you know, I think you had like 13 and like 12 one game. I, I, I want to say that you scored in double figures in three of the four games and really shot well. Uh, and then in, in these past two games, the ball just hasn't gotten to you. Uh, can you sort of tell me what's sort of going on there that, like, it doesn't seem to make sense that it seemed that, you, that during that stretch you were highly productive, and yet in these past two games the, the ball just doesn't seem to find you? Yeah, I mean, I try to do the best that I can just to control what I can control. Uh, I can't control what, where the ball goes or who it gets to. Um, I'm not a point guard. Um, never been a point guard, so I really can't control that. But I think um, with the new implements of the offense and the stresses of, you know, making sure everybody gets to touch the ball at some point in the offense, uh, getting in transition, trying to get early paint touches, new adjustment that we made now, uh, I think it will be a, a better sighting for the, the games to come to see that, you know, everybody will be involved, including myself and other teammates. But I think as far as, you know, me kind of not – uh, getting the ball as much from the past few games. I mean, I really can't control that. I just tried to go out there and do what I could without getting the ball. So was that rebounding or playing defense or, you know, encouraging guys, picking guys up. So just trying to do small things like that when the ball is not heavily uh, on my side and offensively. So just trying to do things like that. And and I totally get that. And I'm not asking you to sort of make waves because you're the, you know, you're a leader on that team and you've got to play with these guys. But at some point in time, do you as sort of being one of those leaders say, hey, 
give me the, I mean, th throw me the ball, you know, because again, you can't control that. And as big men, we see them do that some, sometimes like just like, hey, you know, they put the hand up really high. Mm. Give me the doggone ball. Does yeah. that need to happen? I mean, I sometimes I feel as though when the time is right to assert myself, uh, if I have a mismatch or if I have an advantage over the offense, but at the end, in the end of the day, it's all about winning for me. And if I shoot two shots or if I shoot 20 shots, as long as we come out with a win, I'm going to be satisfied. So I think that's the biggest thing for me. I've always been a team guy and I will forever be a team guy. So uh, when opportunity presents itself and I need to assert myself and, you know, say, hey, Quade or hey, Jamal or hey, uh, Nate Pryor, like, you know, I'm open or just look for me. Uh, I think those times are appropriate when they are. But as far as, you know, me getting the ball, I mean, like I said, I can't control that. I just could control what I can control. I hear you, Nate. All right. Thank you. Yep. Chris Petters, go ahead, Chris. Hey, Nate, I, Coach Hobbs talked about the rebounding discrepancy and, and, and things that you worked on um, because of what happened against Arizona. I was also thinking of some of the games like at Utah where you guys were extremely competitive on the boards. What, when things are going right for you guys in that area, what does it look like? I mean, what do you guys have to do in order to, to really be competitive in that area? Yeah, I think it's just um, the will to win and the will to compete on that, on that side of the ball, I think. Rebounding uh, is a big thing of just willpower and effort. And I think when we're engaged and where everybody is uh, chipping in on finding ways to win, I think the rebounding discrepancy is less, lesser than it has been in the past few games. And I think we kind of got away from that, uh, just the dis disappointment with the offensive end and guys worrying about their shots and stuff like that. But not really worrying about their shots, but just worrying about the makes and the misses. I think that kind we can get away from that stuff. But I think with the preparation we've had, and the emphasis on rebounding, I think that we're going to see a different change. And, you know, guys being all in on rebounding, all five guys from the guards to me, rebounding on the end and finding ways to get easy transition buckets. I was also curious because you are the leading re rebounder on the team and the guy that really can kind of patrols the middle in there. Is that something as a leader, do you really take personally when, when things aren't going great as far as the rebounding number? 100%. I think um, even – Within the past few games, I've had, you know, solid rebounding numbers, but I always can feel like I can do better. Uh, just within the Arizona game, I had, I think I had eight rebounds, but I feel like I could have had 12 or 13. Um, it's just all about, you know, wanting to get better and finding ways to where, you know, I don't have to feel as though, um, you know, I'm letting my team down in that sense. But I definitely take on that that role of, you know, being able to contribute more than I have been before because that's what's going to take us to win, so. I know this is a really weird year, obviously, with no fans or anything like that. Yeah. I, I don't know if that takes away a home field advantage or a, or a, or an away advantage when you go on the road and being yeah. a road dog. But when you guys are, are are going through difficulties like this, does getting on the road, do you feel like that can be a benefit to you? Yeah, I think a little bit. I think for sure the you know the non-fans plays a big factor. Uh, they bring energy to the dog pack. You know, we miss them day in and day out uh, coming to the games and all the other Husky fans that come out to the game. So it's definitely uh, a disadvantage. But at this point, with the chips that we were given, we got to kind of deal with it. Um, I think that, you know, our preparation and our coming togetherness is going to be a big thing in that, especially in role games when we're not the favorite team and we haven't been the favorite team throughout the season. So I think just pulling together within, our, within each other and uh, finding that energy within each other will be able to turn things around. Thanks, Nate. Yep. CBS.
CBS Wednesday. We have so many cool, diverse people from different backgrounds, different beliefs, different upbringings, and it just keeps growing. Citizen of the United States. I'm a hustler. I'm a big Taylor Swift fan. I'm the queen of the tribe. I am playing whatever role I gotta play. I'm gonna play this game for speed. I ain't going down like no punk. A new Survivor Wednesday on CBS and streaming on Paramount Plus.